Welcome to ADI, Auto-Driven Artificial Intelligence, the podcast that shows you how to leverage the power of chat-based AI in your business. I'm your host, Laura Humley, and this is my co-host. Together, we'll explore this cutting-edge tool, its legal and ethical implications, and the delicate balance between human creativity and artificial intelligence. So buckle up and let's dive in. Deepfake. Deepfake. What is that? It's actually pretty old. I think it's like five years old or maybe even six, because that was us trying to figure out how to take a human subject and a bunch of videos on them. And then... What was it? What is deepfake? Tell me again. Okay, so deepfakes are our attempt to take a bunch of videos or speech patterns of a human person and then make that, what's it called? Visage? Yes, the visage of that person. We get the visage of that person to do what we want it to do instead, right? So this goes up to and including like lip syncing words to different sentences to with the actual speech patterns, with the sentences, with et cetera, et cetera. And this is, like I said, kind of baby AI because it uses um, a lot of the things we use for AI, right? Because it uses um, a bunch of the same set theory and stuff like that to quickly, in a sense, um, model off of that that pattern. There's a lot of pattern recognition stuff there. Sure. Um, what is set theory? Is that the pattern recognition it, you're talking it's about? It's just like part of the math concept that's in AI. Pretty okay. sure. I think it's set theory. I don't remember, so don't quote me on it. But <laughs> it uses a lot of the same math. We base AI off of a lot of the things we were doing with deepfakes. And when deepfakes came out, I think it was actually originally for makeup. You could put different makeups on your face in contours. Right. But it's a deep fake. That's what I said. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying deep face. Fake. Fake. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, deep fake. There it was originally for like makeup. Mm-hmm. Like you could you could hmm. change your hair. You could like put makeup on your face and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, wow, does this go beyond that? And it did. And that was concerning. <laughs> they actually um it took them a while. It's kind of graphic. It took them a while to figure out how to not have a not safe for work content yeah. processed in the deep fake. Right. And they did figure it out, but it was it took it took them like a couple of years at least. Well, it's very powerful. It's I mean very powerful. The thing is that it's a whole nother level of being both empowered and like needing to be very careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it actually creates an even greater level of cynicism we have to ask is what i'm seeing real right is what i'm seeing real and to what extent are even government entities capable of using deep fake technology to make us think things are happening that aren't worldwide right but it's that's a problem it's like what are you going to do you have to like go fly out there i know in order to figure it out i know but then i actually okay so then there's this other thing, there's an article in here talking about how, yes, it's very easy to create these, but it's also, they're also developing technology to recognize them. Now, currently, I, mean, I, can, I can tell. Them. I can tell, too. Yeah. It, but, bothers, it bothers the heck out of me. I, I look at it, and I'm just like, my, my skin crawls. Right. You know? But. Not everyone to, has this experience. Well, well, just not just that, but maybe it's recognizable now, but for how long? It's and, been recognizable for the last 60 years. <laughs> yeah, I know, but. Well, maybe it'll last, but it's, um, 
And then we think about this whole concept of deep fake, I found find very interesting. So to what extent are we already experiencing a level of deep fake, maybe not in video, but in the information we're being shown and the manipulation of, of information and the fact algorithms. that like these algorithms put certain information at the top because that's what it wants us to think is the truth. And, you right. know, so when we think about all of these things are AI, all of these, well, even yeah. a Google search is obviously artificial intelligence. artificial intelligence. And so in a sense, this is an opportunity for us to become more intelligent users of all of our resources. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to make another example, Photoshop has been around for a long time. Exactly. And we have known and accepted that pictures are, are like on magazines and on TV. Even now they've got moved, the moving pictures working. Yes. Are all edited. Heavily edited. Yes. And it's so interesting as you mentioned that because in the past, how, you know, 10 years, I would say, we've seen both We've seen these simultaneous drives towards greater perfection, quote unquote, right? Right. In photos on magazine covers and so forth. Right. And there has been a partner, but almost a counterpartner, yeah. counterpart counter drive yeah. movement to include the other side. So for instance, like, particularly with women's bodies. Yes. That's been a big thing. So women's bodies no have to be perfect. Okay. Right culturally in america and perfect is skinny five foot tall, ten long legs short body sculpted features yeah okay and so it's and somehow there's that whole barbie thing of the skinny waist and the giant hips which right. is like Just not, not reality so um <laughs> there are organs in there madam yeah <laughs> really <laughs> But anyway, so we've got that happening. And then, you know, like take, take classic Victoria's Secrets. It was always that person, super skinny, not just skinny, ridiculously skinny, skinny. Yes. like alarmingly skinny. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And then over the last 10 years, we've seen this simultaneous movement towards including other body types. Right. So that there are more average people in, and even heavyset people yeah. in the ads and in the clothing magazines and in the exactly. brands and the, the advertising all that stuff. exactly and it's not just demon demon like they're demonized either no. so that no, used to be the thing in like movies right. like the, the the overweight one was the one that was demonized right, right? well it's like or you know, the, was the big fat fool. cat yeah villain right or, or the know, fool they yeah. were a fool like uh what's his name jonah hill or something i don't know he's, but he's, I'll, like, I'll, he's like a heavy version. heavier set guy that's like okay. always the Kind of the butt of the joke. Yeah. Well, I think of Fat Albert back in the day. We right. Had this yeah. Cartoon and Fat Albert was the hero, but he was also kind of a buffoon. Yeah. He was always you were laughing at with him. But at him. Yes. He yeah. was laughing at himself too. Yes, he was. Yes, mm -hmm. he was a nice guy. But that okay. was the classic, right? Okay. Classic. So these are all levels of deep fake. So as the deep fake increases, I wonder if we will continue to see these counter movements of hey, no, we're I'm not going to accept that. We're not going to accept that. Right. And, and it's interesting too, like younger generations aren't wearing as much makeup, that the whole natural makeup is much more yeah. uh, in vogue than yeah. it used to be. Uh, when I say younger generations, I mean millennials. Right. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm, I don't mind. Whatever. Um, yeah. I One thing that I think of though is how we know that these models, right, there, there's a certain amount of body type that's like in the industry right and that was originally because we couldn't edit the photos 
ways. Now we can, yes. right? but there's this body's type thing still kind of exists. Yeah. And now I wonder, now that we can edit things, how much is the average person being edited? I don't know. How much, how much blemishes, how many things, how stretch marks? Um, well, I think they're still being the, heavily edited. The cottage, the, what is it? The cottage cheese Oh, thing. cellulite. Cellulite. You know, how much of that is being removed in post that's still creating these unrealistic expectations. Absolutely. A lot. But now you feel even worse. I know. You're like, I am as heavy as that person. And I look like shit in comparison mm-hmm. because all of their features have been removed. Right. And then everybody's, you know, filters and they softens their appearance right. and Soften. softens the wrinkles. Yeah. And it it like de-jaws them. It's really intense. It Sometimes is very it felt intense. like the Snapchat filters and stuff. It's weird. And like they're obsessed with it. They can't, that's their self image now. Yes. Is with the filter. Yeah. Yeah. And And again, we come back to this idea of who's running the show. Are we going to allow our technology to drive us? Are we going to use the technology for our purposes? Are we going to drive the technology? Exactly. Exactly. And so again, it takes a thoughtful evaluator to stay in that mode of driving the technology rather be than being driven by it. Yeah. And we have to be purposeful with what we consume. We have to understand yes. basically like the way I think of it, right? Anything that I consume on the internet, I view as a cartoon character hmm. because it's not like a human person. It's not real. That's true. Yeah. Like there is so much editing. There's like, I mean, in everything, it's so intense mm-hmm. and like, it's it's just because we have like the they want to fulfill these expectations that are like oh this is what like the peak thing that this audience wants well it, yeah they want to get their want to get attention yeah. they want to get the attention of the viewer that's the entire right. goal and so we they need to um they need to have some kind of wow factor where does right. wow factor come from it, a lot of it comes from the alligator brain. A lot of it comes yep. from the reptilian brain, fight or flight. Yep. And then the other piece of it comes, I mean, it's, you know, it's the classic three, love, sex, and money. Yeah. So, right? I mean, yeah. and that's what it comes from. That, like, to get that visceral emotion, which is just one step up from fight or flight. And then you buy based off of the visceral emotion, or, as far and, as they're hoping. And they, or you buy in, this, in the sense of giving your attention. Right. You have purchased, you, With you have your in eyes. a sense given your energy, your your yeah. time, your attention to that object, even if you haven't given money. So yeah. whether you're giving money or just your time and energy, Brand your focus, your attention, yeah, is an entire like part, like a thing on the docket of uh-huh. the things that a business considers in its assets. Mm-hmm. Brand awareness. Yeah, and there's probably some money value attached to it. And so let's talk about this. This is something that came to me the other day. And I think that it's related to this topic. And it is the con this concept came to me and I have not seen it anywhere. So this is entirely coming out of my brain and what, and my pattern recognition Mm -hmm. of what I'm seeing. And it's that we are entering, if we have not already entered a post social age. And when I say that, I mean, not in terms of social interactions, but social media, we are in a post-social media age in the sense that the media is no longer social. Yeah. The media is simply content that we are consuming. So it has transversed this social arena and is now fully and completely into being a consumptive process. Yeah. So it's we a, are 
So oh, the nice. whole social media where we would socialize via the internet yeah. is not happening anymore. It's basically gone. It's yeah. basically gone. Yeah. Unless we are choosing to connect in groups or choosing right. to connect via DMs. Right. There's always this separation of it. Yes. The media know? itself is no longer social. Right. It is generative. And this comes back to something that Mark Zuckerberg said last year, which I, or maybe it was two years ago. It was so oh. interesting. He said, I missed the boat. He said, I made a mistake on content okay. because he was trying to force Facebook to stay social right. by making and you that only was... see your friends. Right. And people were like, he missed the boat. He missed the boat because TikTok was blowing up with just content. There's nothing social about it. And originally, Vine was blowing up about it. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I guess there's socialization in the comments, but it's not true socialization. It's not. It's it's just people ranting, basically, or just saying whatever. You you sort of, you know, Twitter has this thing, right? Where you're just kind of shouting into the void and hoping that someone hears you and responds. You're listening for an echo that isn't your own voice. Yeah, and so Twitter's been and not Twitter's been, been like that the whole time. They it's been post-social for a long time, right? right. So looking at this post-social age mm-hmm. that we're in, mm-hmm. and we we just Deep haven't. I don't think we've recognized it because How, we're in like, the trees. We can't see the forest. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's it's also like kind of a a total diversion of the actual word we use for like Facebook and Twitter and is because we call them social media. Exactly. But it is really a post social. It's social in that there are other humans involved, but But we don't go there to socialize. We do not. We don't. I mean, I've never gone there to socialize. I know you haven't, but a lot of people did for for a long time. Yeah, they did. Like, Oh, what are my friends up to and stuff like that? I don't really even do that anymore. Yeah. I don't see because it. Because you don't see it because it's not there. It's not there. We're yeah. not doing that. And even before that, it was just not necessarily the thing that you were going to, you, you were spending your time on sort of thing. But for a long time, we did. For a long time, we did. But so then it changed. Our relationship to content, relationship the way that content. we use the technology. Yeah, that we're driving it or that we don't want to be driven by it. We want to be driven, driving it. We need to have like a clear eye. We have to have some sort of evaluative eye for Well, it doesn't have to be totally connected, right? I did see a connection though. I think it might be because of the driven. The we are becoming more content driven even on the internet. We're becoming more consumer driven, right? Consumption driven yep. on the internet than we were before. Mm-hmm. As far as social media goes. Like we had this social outlet. We could go we're like, we would seek out forums to chat with people. We would right. seek out social media to talk to people. Right. We're really not doing that anymore. Yeah. Interesting thought. What are we doing now? What are we doing what, now? What is happening on the internet? Well, I mean, things like this are happening. So I think I've, I've heard this called be called parasocial relationships. Interesting. Tell me about that. So the concept there is that like you're kind of an observer to social interactions and stuff that are happening right the first time i heard this being caught talked about is that um on youtube there's a big niche of people playing video games right and talking over them right like you're you're watching someone play a game which on the surface sounds boring as fuck right which on the surface sounds super boring (laughs) right right so why do we do it right and some people um I think a lot of people originally started doing it because they were lonely. 
because like they just needed to hear someone's voice. A lot of people have yeah. very isolated relationships. Well, it's the same now. reason we like talk show hosts on a radio. They're talking to each other. They're not right. talking to us. Yeah, they're not talking. Exactly. It's the same concept. And it's just that it's been expanded to like different avenues of existence. Right. Yeah. And so. So what happened? Did we just get bored? I mean, <laughs> I think it's a good format. Obviously, it worked for the radio. Right. No, but I mean, like, why have we straight? Why have we moved away from using social media as a social outlet? I think one of the things is fear. Tell me about that. So one of the reasons I never wanted to use social media personally is because I never knew how everyone that was looking at it would interpret what I was saying. Mm. You know, remember the one time that I was showing up, an airsoft gun in front of my car yeah. and I had to take the picture down yeah. because it looked like a gang photo. Right. It that looked was like just, an actual gun. That was a perfect example yeah. of not knowing how it would be interpreted. Yes. And I don't trust my knowledge of social interactions and other people's perspectives to fully know if something is not going to be making me look like an asshole or so like, you like so what bad. you have just said is that wokeness killed social media yeah that's what i'm saying i'm i am 100 percent saying that because because we are because people can be canceled yeah because people can be basically lynched on the internet yeah and like you know socially outcasted people in high schools using it in colleges exactly right yeah no it's why that's exactly why so it killed social media because we became, don't trust it and it made it content driven wow yeah and so now we go to you know meme pages where we know this is what we're going to be getting from this and that's the thing right people are like um there there's there's pages right for memes or for like yeah herbology i don't know but you're and safe there's you're safe the, the person creating content is safe because people are only going to go to that if they want it yes yes even people who are having these you know like high like high extremist posts or yeah. high extremist pages yeah no one like a moderate is not going to go into these extremist pages and be like yeah this is where i want to be this is the content i want to see so it's diversified and people are just yeah. in their little groups now instead of it's self-segregation and so that also, I, I would like to see a move away from the uh, artificial intelligence to drive us. Yeah, and is the algorithms. Is the algorithm and believing in the algorithm. So when I go on TikTok, all I see are videos that agree with what I currently want to see. Yeah. So when I click on something or I watch something or I like something, even if I'm just, if, even if I just watch the whole thing, then, then it tells it's in the algorithm. It's in the algorithm. So yeah. same thing on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. So so then it's in the algorithm and I see more and more and more of that. Right. Okay. And that doesn't mean that that's the reality. only truth. It doesn't mean it's reality. It doesn't even mean that that's most of what content has been created. Right. It doesn't mean that's most of what the content is. Yeah. It just means that's what I'm being shown. Yeah. That's just, that's your little bubble. That's my little bubble. And they create the bubbles so yes. that no one gets mad. Right. And so people are happy. They want to see what they want to see. Which and if you great. want to see something else, you get to choose something else. You start seeing that. Right. I think it's appropriate. Yeah. I think it's perfect. And that's why, like, a lot of times we think of, like, oh, where does drama happen on Facebook? It's with families, right? It's between families because they're outside of this algorithm of bubbling, right? Or they had been previously. Because, like, you know, if Cousin Carl says something about, um, you know, something mm -hmm. and Sister Carolyn doesn't agree with him, then they start fighting. 
Well, that used to happen beyond families. Everybody was doing that before, right. and now nobody's doing it. Right, but it went it went everybody. Yeah. Families. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, basically. I mean, there's probably some people still participating in it because they like the fight or flight brain, but, right. but most you know of us what? are not. I, hey. I'm sure there's pages that are for that. Yeah, totally, 100%. But as far as the algorithm's going, like, the problem is not that the algorithm shows me what I want. I want to make that clear. The problem is if I believe that that's all that's out there. Right. And that's where I have to make that evaluative decision. I have to be the evaluator and realize that I am only, I'm not seeing everything that's out there. Yeah. I'm seeing what I want to see. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole world out there. If I want to see what else is out there, I can go explore that. Yeah. It might make me mad. And it might be but difficult. You know what? It might be really good for me. Could be really good for you. And, and it's going to change my algorithm, but I could change it back. See, it changes really quickly. I bet it does. It really changes quickly. Yeah. So, post-social age. Post-social age. Wow. And you're exactly right. That's why it happened. I know why it happened. Oh, my gosh. I was avoiding it from the get-go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but for, like, I used to use it. And I, I mean, I think all of us have had the same experience, like, over the whole woke, you know, cancel culture. You're like, oh, my gosh. And even today, I'm very careful about what I put in words. Right. I am very careful what I leave we on have a voice to, message, on a text message, on a DM. We have on to the have internet. these legal. We have to have lawyers basically to text somebody. Yeah. To, to do anything. Yeah, mm -hmm. you have to be. You have to be really, really. You have savvy. to be so specific. You have to be. You have to know exactly how it's going to be interpreted. And it's just a nightmare. Yeah, so, well, so no wonder we want to be parasocial. Yeah. We still because, want to be social. Because they're having a good time with each other in the parasocial yeah. relationship. Exactly. Or, or, or in the person. authentic relationship. Like you and I are in an authentic yeah. relationship. And the, what we're creating is fun for everyone and yeah. educational, we hope. And, you know, and yeah. insight, like inspiring of like am, other I, thoughts. And I sure hope so. So forth and so on. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, you know, like... We said a lot of spooky things today, right? Deep fakes and <laughs> yeah. the end of social media. and But it will be fine. It totally will. And well, it's just like that whole thing about the Photoshop and how we had these simultaneous drives towards, you know, yes. there was this drive towards this perfection. unrealistic perfection. And a counter movement and... of reality. Exactly. Yep. I'm trying to remember. There are undeep fakers. Yes. I think. Mm -hmm. um, which was originally because the deep fake program knew how to put on makeup it knew how to take it off so you could see yes. a woman's actual face without the makeup <laughs> yes. right. which sometimes was a little scary anyway <laughs> that's not right um, but you know so there there are programs that are already, already countering these things you know? exactly and it's just it's a process. It is life is life is pros this and cons, there's dark and light. Tug of war. It's a dance. Our our bodies ba are based off of a tug of war. Yeah. Literally every chemical that you can name in your body has a pro has an agonist uh -huh. which prevents it and a and a, like a, a thing that makes it faster that makes more of it. Yeah. And those two things fight constantly. Yeah. It's just how life is. Yeah, exactly. And so we'll be fine. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us on another episode of ADI, Author Driven Artificial Intelligence. We hope that our discussion has inspired you to embrace the incredible potential of chat-based AI in your work. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share ADI. To learn more about how to leverage author-driven AI in your business, visit our website at adiproductivity.com. Until next time, keep exploring and get ahead of the curve.
with chat-based AI.